Welcome to the Healers Rising podcast by Caitlin Diana and the Magic Beyond Boundaries team, where we explore what it means to be a lightworker, starseed, and multidimensional being, so you can live a life full of magic, expansion, and play, because we are, right now, creating the world we want to see. So today's conversation that we're going into is one of my favorites that we haven't actually ever talked about out loud in a Starseed Accelerator or even in any of my courses, which is kind of interesting, but it was very clear that it was what we needed to bring to Circle today, which is kind of fun. So our theme for today is the currency of Earth. Now, if you guys have been around the metaphysical block for any amount of time, you will have heard the following three words so many times you might even sign your emails off with them you ready love and light sound familiar there's this really interesting belief in the starseed metaphysical healer communities that love is the utmost highest frequency that can ever be achieved across the universe and on this earth plane but have you ever actually stopped to truth test that or track it And if you say it out loud, does it ever feel like full and expansive or does it kind of just feel flat? Try it, like just try it. It's empty. Why is that? Well, we've kind of built something called a grid behind it. And a grid is just a series of information, okay? So a grid is not good or bad, right or wrong, light or evil. A grid is just a series of information that we choose to plug into to help us govern our life or to give us a set of data, right? We can though start to plug into that grid and start pumping our emotions and our stories and all of those things into it. And we can start distorting the grid and its information. And one of the things that has happened is we have created a distortion field around this word love. Now, there's 309 of you here in the Zoom room right now. If I was to ask you guys, what is love? We would likely have about 156 different answers. Agree or disagree, right? Like nobody can actually come to a full consensus about what love is. And in fact, most people, when they come and have this conversation, the way they explain it, it's actually conditional. You know, they'll say it's unconditional but it's based on conditions of the person being respectful, honoring my point of view, things like this, right? And if that's there, it's not unconditional anymore. All of a sudden we're in this space where it's loaded. And so what we need to look at is, is there a hierarchy of vibration on this planet? And is there like a false sense of what ascension has meant for us? Because We could all strive to be love in every single moment, but what does that even mean? And how do you embody that? And how do you live that? Now, I'm going to toss something out there. I believe that as humans, because we have been designed with all these multidimensional levels of perception and the ability to go through a full range of emotions and information that there isn't actually a hierarchy to feelings or to words. 
my hypothesis is that they might all just be individual grids of perception which have layers of meaning that we interpret to our own perspective and relative experiences that we have going on. And my hypothesis is that one of the ways that starseeds and healers and you know all of us in this meta community get ourselves stuck is by buying into this story that we need to feel a certain way and operate a certain way every second of every single day in order to be high enough vibe to hopefully ascend and have the aliens come rescue us for the likes of them. Um, so is it true? Is it true? Like that's, that's what we need to figure out here because if it's not, and we're constantly trying to compare ourselves against this invisible structure of what ascension means, we're actually just plugging ourselves into death programming and perpetually keeping ourselves small, not really ever stepping into that expansion or full expression of what we're capable of. Let me know how this is landing with you guys so far. I want to know your knee-jerk reactions on this because this is a really big subject and I know sometimes we can start going, well then like how am I supposed to feel? Are we, do we actually ascend? Do we actually get to be high vibe? Right? I'm going to say that I also don't believe that there are humans who are more high vibe than others. Okay, this is, might be triggering too, but let's let's just try this on. Let's just play with this and then we're going to talk to a couple collectives tonight and get some information on this. I don't think there are humans that are more high vibe than others. What I think there are is humans who have learned to dance and turn on and optimize the dimensions of perception, those lenses that are intrinsically built into each and every one of our cells. And they are able to access levels of information that the people who haven't quite figured that out yet are not accessing. And so I don't think it has anything to do with being chosen or being high vibe. It's have you just turned yourself up a little bit? Have you just stepped into expansion one more time? I think that's all it is. And so if we were willing to get rid of that hierarchy and we were willing to get into that place of knowing that like, you know what? All I've got to do is do my clearing work, choose expansion over and over and over again. And I too could have the levels of information and perception starting to flow through my body, just like the people that I look up to at this time. That makes it a lot lighter than trying to strive for perfection in every single moment and interaction of our day. You guys feeling me on that one? This is something that I had a really hard reaction to about five, six years ago, seven years ago. I was taking this um, priestess program and it was actually my cousin who was the, the lead priestess going through this and, and teaching all the things and having us do all these mantras out loud together and all of this. And, you know, one of the first things that she had all of us do is this reflection of, you know, where are you at in terms of your ascension? I'm like, what? How am I supposed to know? Where is the glory point? Because as far as I can see, you as the teacher are still on earth and also haven't been rescued. Like, I don't, I don't understand what this even means. But she would say things like, 
you know, are you able to see everybody all as one? Can you love everybody? Can you forgive everybody? Can you accept everybody? Right? And I was like, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I can do that, I guess. But it always felt flat to me. And it didn't matter how many times I said those words or did those mantras, like things didn't actually change in my day-to-day -day human life. And that's my big clue, is that if my human life isn't changing, the work I'm doing isn't quite right. Because the ripple effect should ripple out into every layer, every level of what you're doing, not just like in this one little area of you being a metaphysical ninja. So that was the time where I decided that like, you know what, I, I have to honor who I am. I have always been somebody who has taken the alternative route, not been afraid to speak my mind, brought forward my points of views, even though they don't align with the mainstream messaging that's going out there. I've always been the one that has challenged status quo. It's just who I am. It's a part of my nature. Like I won't buy into a system that you know, doesn't really work or is fractured or is broken or isn't allowing people to grow and expand. It just doesn't compute in my brain. And so I started asking some really big existential questions, right? I started asking like, okay, well, why aren't things changing when people practice saying like love and light to everybody or just running around forgiving everybody that's hurt them? Why aren't things changing for people who are doing their best and meditating every day? or eating vegan and making sure they're not hurting animals, or are spending time out in nature and looking after the planet. And what I came to realize is that there was a big piece missing from this whole story. And that big piece was they were forgetting that all of that was just information and there was more information to be accessed. They only had a sliver of the data and they weren't stacking and looping it all together to figure out what the bigger picture of all of it meant. They were staying very egocentric, even though their words were operating in a world-centric view. And so I started thinking, I'm like, you know what? There's a, there's a statement people usher all the time and they're like, knowledge is power, right? Information is power. I'm like, that had to start from somewhere, right? That, it had to. And so I'm like, well, so far, every time I've had my point of view changed, it's because more information has come into my field that has felt expansive or challenging or made me question who I am or what I'm doing or the way I'm operating. And it's helped me see a new perspective that I wasn't looking at prior to this. And if it's possible that information was what creates change, then it was also possible to start looking at maybe information and the ability to give, receive, and flow through data was actually the currency of this earth. Not love. Love's not getting us very far. You know, everybody's been praying for years about things that are going on in other countries that are experiencing way more oppression and abuse and all of these things than we are. It's not working. But now that we have the internet and knowledge is coming out, things are starting to shift. People are banding together and I'm like, where did that come from? Information. So what if we need all of it? What if we can't isolate it down to one feeling 
one grid, you know, just one way of being, but we have to gather all of the data to understand how to operate and how to move next. But let's take this to a bigger, more existential world-centric view. One of the original dreams for this earth plane, you guys, was a common ground where star seeds from different lineages, different star points could incarnate into the same vehicle, the same human complex body, be able to jump in in the same timeline and exchange knowledge, power, data, etc. with one another so that it was faster to send it back up through the morphogenetic fields, back up through the light coding to home. Because not all planets operate on the same time. There's big space-time continuum gaps. And it's difficult when, you know, you're over here in Orion and this one's over here in the Pleiades for them to be on the same wavelength and bring things in in the same time. And so part of the original design of Earth, it's not a slave playground. Um, it's not a place for slavery, not originally. It's not somewhere where we came to be trapped or, you know, to have these just learn life lessons. We actually came here to share our intrinsic knowledge and data from home with one another. And so let's say me as an Essasani meets Violet as an Alnitak Orion. As we connect in these common bodies, in this human form, as we start to communicate with one another, I start to recognize her form and I start to build a bridge. I start to build a connection and a friendship with that Alnitak Orion version of her. And as she learns from me, she grabs that data and it goes up to her original creation source point. You know, we could call it like the birthplace of Violet for this human incarnation. And same thing, what she teaches me comes back up through mine and goes back through to my source point to take home. And we do this with everybody we meet when we have those organic, beautiful flowing conversations where we feel like we're learning from one another or we have those really cool kismet connections that you are just like, this is the most amazing person I've ever met and look at how much we've accomplished together. We start crossing those bridges and we start building relationships with families and collectives we maybe didn't know existed. Now that was in the original Earth Dream. That was a long, 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 long millennia ago. And we've had the Bardos installed since then, the Akashic Records and the cyclical karmic patterning. And so humans have had an interesting shift and they're not wrong, okay? They're not wrong in thinking what I'm about to say that they think they're here to learn life lessons. <laughs> they think they're here to experience how to be better humans or kinder or find love or connections or relationships. And it's a little bit of a distortion on the truth because you are here to learn from one another, but you're not here to suffer. You were here to build connections. And so anytime we start getting ourselves in that space where we feel like we're on that endless cycle and we can't get off of it and we keep repeating the same story, the same lesson all over again, that's the Bardo's trap that we're here to collapse and step out of so that we can get back to who we are at our core and to be able to bring that original earth dream back to this planet, effectively ending the Orion Wars. And we're not far from that. You guys are right on the cusp of that. So, one of the really 
cool things about you guys coming into this whole awakening process is that you are all just as talented as I or the next person next to you. It's just a matter of you starting to learn how your body receives and processes and brings through information and you starting to build a practice where you remember that you can play with it and grow that skill until it becomes easy, second nature. I don't have to work for it anymore because I've literally made it my day-to-day -day operating system. But at first, when it first started coming on, I had to build a practice. I had to sit down and I had to work on my psychic skills and I had to get in circle with my friends and I had to sharpen that muscle and remind my body, you can do this. You know how to operate at this frequency. And guys, at first, it'll feel like you're going to CrossFit after three Big Macs. Okay, at first it's gonna be like going to the gym after a ginormous meal and you're gonna be like, oh God, and exhausted and you're gonna have what they call ascension symptoms because when your cells all have to operate at that level, they vibrate really fast. They have to sync messages really, really quickly through the entire system. And when your body isn't used to having to fire at that level, it gets tired. It uses up a lot of energy. And so it's not abnormal when you first start practicing to be tired. Even those of you I'm willing to bet that are fairly new to my circle, you've probably been coming to these circles and then maybe even wiped for 24 to 48 hours after. Has anybody noticed that? There's a reason for that. When you come to circle and you connect into this web with everybody else, I'm asking you to speed up to see if you want to play with all the information that's here and download it into your body right? And you're starting to go, oh my gosh, I'm not used to moving this way. This is a lot all at once. And your body's like frenetic the whole time. And then it goes, oh, okay, now what am I going to do with this? Right? That's normal. So what we call ascension symptoms, um, let's get rid of that word ascension. Let's call it acceleration. Okay. Acceleration. We're putting speed to this. We're starting to ask our body to ramp up a little bit so that we can read those more subtle energy bodies that have kind of just been just out of reach for us for the last little while. So in acceleration, you guys are absolutely going to feel things like headache, fatigue, crankiness, nausea. Um, you may even get body aches and pains, ear ringing, pressure on your heads. You may get like pains in certain parts of your body, but you're going to want to ask questions about that because when it comes up, it might be your body saying, hey, there's something sitting here that you need to clear. So I'm going to put it right like a post-it note. Please come deal with this, right? You guys might feel things like um, sore throats, stuffy noses, congestion, because you have a physical body. And your body, when it's faced with new information, it leans into your immune system. And so if your immune system has been kind of sluggish or your lymphatic system, like all the fluids in your body have been kind of sluggish, you may get hit harder than others. And so I actually don't recommend necessarily looking to meditation or crystals or those sorts of things to help you or even grounding with these kinds of symptoms. Mostly it's your physical body that needs the support. And a lot of people are not talking about that. What you guys want to do is actually up your adaptogenics that you're eating and you want to up your antioxidants that you're taking through your diet, through your food. After you've got your body supported and your physical vessel knows it's going to be safe, 
that's when all the metaphysical work is really going to have those compounding effects that you've all been looking for, right? Our physical body has to be safe and supported and have those building blocks in order to make this work, right? Then the meditation can take hold. Then we can ground with ease because our body is able to follow us through what our mind knows is possible, right? So it all has to come together. Um, that's the thing, you guys, this work, I wish you could all follow me around for a couple of days. I really do. Because if you saw how human I am, but yet all of these beings that I can channel and what I can do with like my decodes that's come through in the healing sessions, you'd be like, huh? So I can still go to HomeSense, occasionally eat some chicken nuggets, have a chocolate bar, watch smutty TV, and still be a kick-ass healer. Huh. And I hardly meditate. Like maybe once a month. True story. You guys, in a way, you've kind of been lied to for a long time about what it actually takes to turn all of this on and up. It's really not about just habits or, you know, doing these certain meditative practices or just working with crystals or running Reiki on yourself every single day. That's not what it's really about. What it really comes down to is choosing expansion in every single moment. And so today it was expansive for me to jump in that box and meditate. I needed it. I was a cranky bee. Nobody was going to be my friend tonight if I didn't have that 20 minutes to myself, okay? Like, it was necessary. But you know what also was expansive for me today? It was also expansive to rearrange my furniture and to go grocery shopping and to scroll Facebook for half an hour because I felt like it and it felt like the best place to put my time at that moment. And I'm still magical AF. So one of the things I would love for you guys to do is release yourself from that burden of what being the perfect metaphysical ascending awakening person needs to look like and start making a little more raw and a little bit more real because earth is messy and it can be fun.